With it being the bye week, I've decided to do my first 2023 NFL mock draft. There's a couple of rounds on SeahawksDraftBlog.com. I'm going to run through the first round here. Quick disclaimer before we start. I do not need to hear in the comment section how you hate my mock, that this is the worst mock you've ever seen, blah, 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 all of that stuff. Every single pick has a rhyme and reason. I have spent hours watching these players over the last few months. For example, I'm going to put Anthony Richardson at number one overall. Spoiler alert. I've seen every single one of his college football games. You know, you can't tell me anything about him being raw or anything like that. I know what he can do. So just give me the benefit of the doubt on that one. I'm going to run through all of the Seahawks picks at the end. So if you're a Seahawks fan who's only interested in that, I'm going to spend a bit more time at the end of the video. So fast forward to that if you want to skip all the other stuff. But I would stick with it. Let's get into it. Here is pick number one. I've gone with Anthony Richardson of Florida going to the Houston Texans first overall. Here is what I think the Houston Texans are going to do. I think they're going to go out and sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Nick Casario, the GM, is close to Garoppolo. I think they're going to bring him in probably on a two-year contract as a free agent. And then I think they'll go and get Anthony Richardson to be the heir apparent. Maybe redshirt him for at least a year, maybe even two. And if you do that, he can be a fantastic player. He's playing in something akin to a pro offense. There is just there are many humans like him who are, have got his size, have got his speed. He's kind of like a combination of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. He can throw for 60 yards on one play and then he can come back in the next series and run for 80 yards. That's how good he is. People keep saying he's raw. The guy's got about something like 23 touchdowns now and eight interceptions. It's a decent record. This is his first year as a starter. The sky's the limit for Anthony Richardson. And as this process goes along, I won't be surprised if he starts to shoot up a lot of the draft media boards and get serious contention for first overall. Definitely going to be top five, in my opinion. Number two, Carolina. They are going to need a quarterback who can start very, very quickly. I have given them Will Levis for that reason. People go, Will Levis is overrated. Will Levis this, Will Levis that. He has got everything that teams want. He's got great size. He's got a great arm. He can throw off platform. He's working in a pro-style offense. He's got great character. Yes, he needs to get those interceptions down. So did a lot of quarterbacks. You know, Patrick Mahomes had a lot of interceptions in college. Josh Allen had interceptions in college. Andrew Luck had interceptions in college. It's, it's something that happens to young quarterbacks. I think he's got a great chance to be another Justin Herbert in the NFL. I think Carolina's going to love him. I think if he's there for number two and Houston don't take him, then they're going to take him off the board at number two. At number three, I have got Indianapolis trading up from number 14 up to number three to take the third quarterback. They panic a little bit. The quarterbacks are coming off the ball quickly. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Chris Ballard to get up and get a quarterback in this draft. The Colts have been muddling around. Okay, we'll have Phil Rivers. We'll have uh, Jacoby Brissett. We will have Matt Ryan. We're going to have Carson Wentz, you know, trying to find an answer at quarterback. I think they're going to trade up and get one. And I've got them trading up to number three. The Bears get a first round pick in 2024 and 2025 to move down 10, 10 or 11 spots. And the Colts move up and take C.J. Stroud. Number four, Las Vegas Raiders. I've got them taking the best defensive player on the board. I think he's going to be the first non-quarterback taken, whether that's number one or number four. It's going to be Jalen Carter of Georgia. Since he came back from his injury, he has been unstoppable. He's been incredibly disruptive. I think he's going to be the first non-quarterback taken. I've got the Raiders taking him at four overall. The Seahawks are currently picking number five, courtesy of the Denver Broncos pick. I have got them taking Will Anderson. People are going to be celebrating that if they're a Seahawks fan. Um, there are some concerns with Will Anderson. He's had a disappointing 2022 season. He's slightly undersized. He needs to get more counters into his game. But there's no doubt he's got great quickness. He is explosive. He had a fantastic season last year. He's not been able to live up to expectations this year. 
but you take him, he's an ideal fit for the Seattle scheme that they're running at the moment. He'd be a fantastic pick for the Seahawks to try and get that game-changing pass rusher. I don't think he's there yet, but with a bit of work, he could get there. It makes sense to take him at number five. Number six, Detroit. This is the kind of pick that people are going to be in the comments section going, what are you doing, Staten? Uh, but look, Bijan Robinson is a fantastic player. The three players who are going to be at the top of most boards, in my opinion, at any position, are going to be Bijan Robinson, Jalen Carter, and Will Anderson. And someone in the top 10 is going to take him off the board, just like they took Saquon Barkley off the board, just like they took Leonard Fournette off the board, just like they took Christian McCaffrey off the board. Someone's going to take him. And if you are Detroit and you've seen three quarterbacks and the two best defensive players come off the board, I think it's going to be tempting for them to take what many will consider to be the best player in the draft. They run the ball a lot. It would fit the identity of the head coach. Look, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen or anything, but someone's going to take Bijan Robinson in the top 10. He's just too talented. And I'm going to put him here with the Detroit Lions. Number seven, Houston Texans, Tyree Wilson. Big, 275 pounds, 35-inch arms plus. You know, when he's at it, when he's at his best, he is incredibly disruptive. Really like what he brings to the table. When he is at his best, he is going to go high. The league seems to love him. Seven overall to the Houston Texans. They take Anthony Richardson first, Tyree Wilson second. Number eight, Pittsburgh Steelers. They need a nose tackle. Marzi Smith, they like Michigan. They've drafted players in Michigan in the past. Uh, Marzi Smith is going to destroy the combine. He is going to be one of the best testers during that week. He's going to fly up boards as a consequence. I've got him going to Pittsburgh at number eight. Number nine, Jacksonville. Michael Mayer just seems like a great fit for, for what they need. Keep adding weapons for Trevor Lawrence. Give him the most reliable tight end you could possibly imagine. I have not seen a player catch the ball away from his body better than Michael Mayer. He's got soft hands. He's got subtle separation. He can, he can separate against defensive backs right at the end of his route. I really like Michael Mayer and think he's going to go very, very early, even if he doesn't test brilliantly. Number 10, Philadelphia, courtesy of the New Orleans Saints. Miles Murphy, great size, great athlete, a lot of potential, bit of a pussycat in the run game, needs to play with a bit more aggression, but will still go early. Miles Murphy of Clemson goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 11, Quinton Johnston. There's just so much to like about him athletically. He's tall, he's lean, he's explosive, he's fast. He's, he's a very good player. When you watch him, there's a little bit of Larry Fitzgerald in him. Arizona knows all about Larry Fitzgerald. I've got the Cardinals taking Quinton Johnston at number 11. Number 12, Green Bay Packers. This is where I've got Bryce Young coming off the board. Listen, I love Bryce Young. I'm not putting Bryce Young at number 12 overall because I don't think he's any good. I'm putting him there because he's 5'10 and 185 pounds. There hasn't been a quarterback like him before. Russell Wilson was, was a lot thicker than he is. So was Tua. So was Kyler Murray. There hasn't been a quarterback like this with this lack of size. He's had an injury this year. So if there are any durability concerns, that's going to play into it as well. I'm just saying there's a chance that he's going to last a little bit longer because of the size. And then once sort of the top three have gone, yeah, all right, Detroit might take him. I'm, I'm just not sure if they will. They may or they may not. He could go very, very early in that regard. But once you get past those teams, if Houston have already taken a quarterback, Pittsburgh took a quarterback last year, Jacksonville took a quarterback a couple of years ago, Philadelphia's got Jalen Hurts, Arizona, they're going to move on from Kyle Murray. They've just paid him. You know, where's he going to go? Once he gets past a certain point, he could last to sort of the early teams. I'm going to go in number 12. I think Green Bay eventually need to move on from Aaron Rodgers. He may retire anyway at the end of the season. Jordan Love experiment isn't working. 
I think this could be a good place for, for the Packers. And after you've dealt with all of the drama and the whinging and the sulking of Aaron Rodgers for years, Bryce Young, who's just the, the consummate pro, will be a, a great pick for the Packers here. So, yeah, look, don't be surprised if Bryce Young just lasts a little bit longer than the media are saying. I think he's a very talented, very creative quarterback. But I think it's naive to think that the size isn't going to matter for some teams. Detroit to number 13, Brian Brissy. They need defensive linemen. Uh, Brissy has got all the potential in the world. Just hasn't put very good tape out there at Clemson. But someone's going to take him early because his testing profile is going to be very, very good. Chicago, they've traded down from number three all the way down to 14. They've picked up a haul in the process. What's their biggest need? It's offensive line. Darnell Wright shut down Will Anderson when Tennessee played Alabama. He's underrated. He's a fantastic right tackle. Uh, Chicago improved their biggest weak weakness by taking Darnell Wright, who's very, very talented. Atlanta number 15, Kalijah Kansi. People are sleeping on Kalijah Kansi. Look, nobody's ever going to be Aaron Donald, but Kalijah Kansi is the closest thing you'll ever find to Aaron Donald. Same kind of size, same kind of body, same kind of athlete. He is incredibly disruptive. Do not be surprised if Kansi goes a lot, lot higher than the media are suggesting. He is one of the most exciting players in the draft. He's an amazing athlete. Yes, he's undersized, but watch out. He is a fantastic player. Do not be surprised if he goes very, very early in the first round. Number 16, LA Chargers, Kali Ringo. Great size, great speed, huge upside. Has made some really big plays this year for Georgia. He's also been beaten far too much, and that's what's going to keep him on the board into the middle of the first round, in my opinion. He's just He does get beat. He has been beaten in games. In the games where he makes the big plays, he often gets torched downfield as well. He's got some work to do on his technique. He needs to stop being beat over the top. If he can do that, he can be a very good player. Washington at number 17, Joey Porter Jr., cornerback. We will see cornerbacks come off the board. We're seeing it every single year now. Cornerbacks and wide receivers do come off the board. Joey Porter Jr. plays like his dad. Same mentality. Good fit for Ron Rivera. Good size. Like I say, very physical cornerback. Uh, like his recovery speed. I think he's a good pick for them in the middle of the first round. New York Jets, Brian Branch, uh, the Alabama safety. is like a Rolls-Royce, moves around the field very fluidly, can, can cover ground quickly. But when he needs to lay a hit, he has shown he can do that this year. Jets need somebody like that. They take him at number 18. Tampa Bay, number 19, Jameer Gibbs. Extremely talented player, Jameer Gibbs. It's hard to know where he's going to go, though, because when he's on the field for Alabama... You, you know he's on the field. When he's not there, you know it's even more. He's been fantastic all season. And, and he's a legit first-round player. But where is he going to go? You know, how early do you put him? Is he one of those players like Ken Walker, I guess, who could fall to the top of round two, maybe? Somebody might take him at number 19. Let's see where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in terms of the quarterback position as well. Uh, you know, if Tom Brady comes back for another year and they're kind of just reloading, then Jameer Gibbs could be an option there just to get a weapon on the field. Denver at number 20, hard spot this because you could maybe give them another receiver, but then they've, they've, they've taken Cortland Sutton, they've got Jerry Judy, they've got KJ Hamler still. There's, there's not really an offensive lineman here who fits. There's not an edge rusher who fits. So I just gave him what I think might be the best player left, which was Cam Smith. Love the way that he plays. Could be a nice uh, corner to play across from Patrick Satan. Tall, competitive, had a good game against Tennessee. And I think he's a player that the league's going to like. Back to the Seahawks at 21, J.L. Skinner, a.k.a. Cam Chancellor 2.0. What a player. I don't think the Seahawks are going to want to come out of this draft without J.L. Skinner. He's 6'4", 215 pounds. He could get up to 220 plus. Runs and hits like Big Cam. And 
you know, there's you don't need me to tell you why the Seahawks would that would appeal to the Seahawks. I think he's a fantastic player. He's got four interceptions. He had a huge game against Wyoming last weekend with a couple of interceptions at the end. He's decent. He can play deep. He can he can come up to the line and smack you in the face. Any crossing routes to strike fear into you. Just what they've lacked since Cam's not been there. So JL Skinner to the Seahawks at number 21. New England at 22. Cedric Tillman. It looks like they've been trying to find this kind of receiver for a long, long time. Big, fast. Classy receiver, had some injury issues this year, but a very good player for New England and the kind of player I think they need. Cincinnati Bengals, they need to keep drafting for the O-line. Uh, Jonah, um, Jonah Williams has not been good at left tackle and um, they need to keep adding players there. Paris Johnson Jr. could come in. I think he's more of a second round player, but needs must. And I think they could take him and play him left tackle and move the left tackle over to guard. 24, Buffalo, Jackson Smith in Jigba. I don't think he is fast enough to go earlier than this. He lacks suddenness. He's very skillful. He's he's shifty rather than quick. And he's, he's kind of got the same... He's, he's kind of like a slow golden Tate. That's probably the best way that I would describe him. But it is going to cap off where he goes, plus the fact that he's barely played this year. He's got about five catches for the season due to injury. I think he's going to stay on the board a little bit longer than some mocks are suggesting. 25, Baltimore. The run on cornerbacks continues. Christian Gonzalez, good player, really good player. He's done a great job for Oregon since shifting over there. And I could easily see Baltimore just dabbling on a cornerback here at the end of round one. Tennessee, 26, Jalen Hyatt. What a player. He, he just runs fantastic routes. And when he gets downfield and the ball's been thrown, he just gets up into a sixth gear, accelerates away from cornerbacks, creates that late separation. Love when he does that. 27 to Dallas, DJ Turner. He's going to turn up at the combine, another player, and just be fantastic. Cornerbacks are going to come off the board. I could see DJ Turner flying up to somebody like Dallas there at 27. If not, sort of his floor, I think, is going to be early second round. New York Giants at 28. They've got a lot of needs. In this kind of range, though, I think receiver is going to provide some value. Jordan Addison, I think he's a little bit overrated by some. You know, you've got to question how is he going to test at his size? Needs to be really quick when he runs, but he's a good player. Won the uh, Beletnikov last year. Very, very talented. 28 to the New York Giants. No pick for Miami. Forfeit. Naughty Dolphins. Naughty. 30, Minnesota. KJ Henry, the forgotten man at Clemson, has just created pressure all year. Former five-star recruit, so he will test well. Considered by many to be a heart and soul player at Clemson. I could see KJ Henry going to the Minnesota Vikings at number 30 and adding to their D-line rotation. Kansas City at 31. I think they're going to need a defensive end in this draft. Mike Morris plays with a lack of urgency at times for me. He needs to play every game like he did against Michigan State in that rivalry game, uh, the revenge game. If he plays that way with his hair on fire, he can be a very good player. Huge size, very quick, very disruptive. And then Philadelphia at 32, Peter Skaronski. Uh, he plays left tackle for Northwestern. I think he kicks inside to guard. That's going to be his best position. Testing will matter for him. How he measures will matter for him but I've got him going with the last pick of the first round. So that's how I've got the first round going. Let's have a look at Seattle's picks overall. And here we are. So Will Anderson at number five would add an impact pass rusher to the edge. JL Skinner at safety brings that physicality, brings that tone setting uh, aspect that the Seahawks have been looking for since Can Chancellor retired. I'm not sure what the future is going to hold for Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams. I, I, you know, for me, Diggs is not playing well enough to justify $18 million salary next year. Jamal Adams has just been a disaster since he arrived. Is there a way to move on from the pair? There certainly is from Diggs. 
and maybe they'll just take the hit on Adams and the dead money uh, and make him a post-June 1st cut. But even if they don't, I think you could still justify taking JL Skinner here. You need somebody like him at the back end. And number 36, I've got them taking Nolan Smith. I don't know whether the Seahawks value linebacker, that second linebacker, as much as some people think they do. Certainly, I think if it was an important position in this scheme, they wouldn't have just had Cody Barton and then nobody else didn't draft anybody else, didn't sign anybody else. They just roll with Cody Barton. There's no competition there. Um, I think if it was such an important position, they would have done something this year to try and add some competition and depth. They didn't. I think that's telling. You've got to remember that. And I should remember that when I'm doing mock drafts in the future. However, Nolan Smith is a fantastic athlete. He got a 140-plus spark score. Uh, he's very versatile. You could accuse him of being a tweener. He can kind of rush off the edge. I don't think very well. Uh, but he can also play linebacker too. And he's got fantastic personality, great character. I just wonder if they'll take him as a chess piece for that defense. Because I think they were hoping that Jamal Adams is going to be a chess piece. And if they can't rely on Jamal Adams, then maybe Nolan Smith can be that chess piece for them instead. And 55, we all know that Seahawks Twitter is going to have a meltdown if they take another running back in round two. But here's the thing. You know, the Seahawks have got back to their identity. Their identity involves running the ball a lot and if you lose Ken Walker and if you bring back Rashad Penny and you lose him again and your running game goes to crap, it's going to really impact the Seahawks. They need depth. They need talent at running back. I think Zach Charbonnet is perfect for the Seahawks running style. He's great size, ideal size, very explosive, runs through contact. His feet to, to dodge and shift away from tackles and, and avoid them is as good as it is when he drives through a tackle and gets yards after contact. I think he's a fantastic player. And if you could get him at 55, to pair, to pair with Ken Walker, I think that will be a fantastic pick. Yes, you could take running back later on, but if somebody like, as talented as Zach Charbonnet is there, then I think you've got to consider it. So that's what I've gone for. You know, Seahawks four picks, Anderson, Skinner, Smith, Charbonnet, first round mock draft. A reminder, you don't need to tell me how much you hate the mock draft. It's fine. I know you all hate it anyway, but I just want to be a little bit different. I want to bring some ideas to the table. And if there's one thing you can be sure of is that I have spent hours and hours and hours. I do not have a social life. I just watch these games so that I can bring you content on seahawksdraftblog.com and on this channel. If you have not subscribed yet, and I know half of you watch my videos have not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button and check that little bell thing so you get notifications when there is a new video. Please like the video. Let me know what you think in the comment section. It all helps. seahawksdraftblog.com for more analysis. Until next time, bye for now.